Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, July 8th. S&P futures are trading up about five points. That's about 20 basis points. The major European indices are down about 20 to 40 basis points. Banks are the leading laggard in Europe off about a percent and a half. Consumer staples and telecom are outperforming in Europe. Asia was a little bit more mixed. You have mainland China that continues to spike higher. So the Shanghai comp was up another 1.7%. Um, some of the other indices were a little bit mixed. Uh, so that's the price action for this morning. Very, very quiet as far as major incremental news. Um, you know, I know on Monday people came in and they saw China was up and that, um, you know, generated some optimism in US equities. That logic um, whereby Chinese price action somehow reads into US fundamentals, um, you know, it's starting to fade a little bit, thankfully. So, you know, no longer are we coming in and just bidding up futures based on the overnight Chinese price action. Um, again, in terms of major news, very quiet. So economic data, not much at all. Chinese auto sales for June fell year on year. Um, that is a reversal from May where they saw a mild uptick. On the monetary policy front, you had a lot of Fed officials that spoke yesterday during trading. So all this was out during um, the US session on Tuesday. And they certainly are sounding more cautious. So you saw this with Bostic in the morning yesterday in the FT, where he talked about how the high frequency numbers are starting to flatten out, starting to roll over a little bit. You know, we're not going to a complete reversal back to where you were um, you know, in March and April, but you we have had now several, several weeks of pretty much continuous sequential improvement in growth and corporate commentary about business trends, et cetera, that is starting to flatten off reverse. Part of that has to do with the surge in COVID cases throughout June, um, which is certainly blunting the economic normalization process. You are not seeing politicians put into place wholesale lockdown measures again. Um, and you know their mitigation measures are more surgical, but nevertheless, that it is impacting consumer behavior. And you're seeing that most clearly with the airlines. You had United yesterday talk about how they're seeing a softening in bookings. Delta echoed those sentiments, talking about they're also seeing a softening in bookings. And then again, the other some of the other higher frequency numbers are, are pointing to um, a leveling off and a and a slight reversal in the improvement. So that was acknowledged by a lot of Fed officials yesterday. They also said. Something the Fed has been saying for months that the Fed has more capacity to do um, to take incremental easing actions, and it stands willing to do so if the data were to justify that. You know, the market wildly, wildly assumes that it, at the September meeting from the Fed, you're going to get more formal forward guidance around rates. You'll also probably get a formal quantitative easing program announced versus kind of this vague, open-ended one. So, you know, no one is questioning stimulus. Stimulus is still a large uh, tailwind. Um, but you know you are seeing fundamentals uh, deteriorate, including on the growth front, um, and then obviously on the on the COVID front. Uh, you know, in terms of COVID, very much the same. So you, the numbers are still quite grim um, as far as transmissions, hospitalizations are rising too. I know a lot of people were very dismissive because you were not seeing a commensurate increase in hospitalizations. There is a lag to how all these statistics play out. Transmissions come first, hospitalizations come second, and then unfortunately fatalities come third. You are going to see these numbers be less than what they were in March and April. The healthcare system now is much better equipped um, to accommodate patients, to treat patients. You are also seeing the average patient age is much lower, and therefore they're better able to cope and recover from the virus. Nevertheless, you are going to see, given the huge numbers of uh, transmissions that we saw throughout June and into July, you are going to see hospitalizations rise, and that's already occurring. You continue to hear anecdotal commentary about certain systems in major cities being at capacity or overcapacity in terms of ICU beds. 
And then, like I said, unfortunately, um, you know, you are probably going to see fatalities tick higher as well throughout the month of July. Um, you know, I think markets are comfortable or, or optimistic that you are not seeing wholesale lockdowns get put in place and you aren't seeing that. You know, I think that's pretty much a consensus across the board um, that the, you know, again, the mitigation efforts are going to be more surgical, but individuals and their behaviors will respond um, and they will kind of delay that normalization process of economic activity. And that's going to show up in the data um, over the coming months. You know, the, the economic numbers from the government um, are a little bit stale. So we've seen very strong June figures in the ISMs and the jobs report last week, but that's not necessarily reflective of what's occurring real time on the ground. And, uh, you know, and, um, and so I think it would be you know incorrect to kind of look at those June figures and, and say that the economy necessarily is, um, you know, accelerating higher. Like I said, if anything, I think it's leveling off in terms of the improvement on the company specific front, not a whole lot. Electrolux issued an upside pre-announcement that hit at two o'clock yesterday in the U.S. So after Europe closed, Electrolux is one of the top stocks in Europe this morning. Um, you know, Levi's was uneventful for the broader tape. Um, not much else on the earnings front. There was an article on Bloomberg talking about how the White House is exploring possibly targeting the Hong Kong dollar's peg to the U.S. dollar. Um, I don't think markets are really taking that seriously. I think that's the correct, um, you know, I think that's the, tr- the correct takeaway. It would be enormously counterproductive, very disruptive. Even the article itself says that it's not really being under, it's not under serious consideration. So you're not seeing a big market reaction to that news and that's, that's appropriate. The article also goes on to say that the White House could target certain companies that have uh, that they think are being complicit in Hong Kong's actions in Hong Kong, um, and sorry, in China's actions in Hong Kong. And they mentioned HSBC in particular as being one company that could be targeted for retaliation by the US. So HSBC is getting hit in Europe. It's one of the weaker banks. Um, on the calendar for today, not much. So the UK finance minister is due to speak around 7.30 a.m. He's supposed to outline some more stimulus actions in the UK. Probably should not have any bearing on uh, U.S. markets. Trump is meeting with the Mexican president at the White House today. This is supposed to be an event to kind of commemorate the launch of the USMCA. Um, Canada's prime minister will not be in attendance, probably uneventful for the markets, although you know I'm sure there'll be microphones around and, and Trump will make comments of some sort. Um, no huge Fed speakers today. Bostic is on the calendar, but he's already spoken several times this week, so I doubt you'll see any change there. Um, no major earnings uh, to really speak of, although, you know, I think people are watching for any uh, incremental pre-announcements. For the overall tape, again, my views are, are still the same. Um, you know, I think you are going to see a shift in the tenor of news flow based on what you've seen. Um, you know, I think you had a lot of pent-up activity in the economy that helped drive the recovery that we've seen from March and April. I think that's petering out as well as you're going to see, again, a reaction to the surge in COVID cases throughout June and into July and the effects that will have on normal, normalizing economic behavior. Um, as far as stimulus is concerned, you know, like I said, stimulus is massive. It's going to be massive. But I think on the fiscal front, at least, you know, there are some nuances investors should be aware of. So you had the CARES Act and then you had the CARES Supplemental Act. Those are fiscal bills three and four. And, you know, enormous stimulus, stimulus, stimulus into the economy on the fiscal front. Congress is nearly guaranteed to pass a fifth fiscal bill by the end of July or early August. But there will still be a cliff. So this fifth bill will be lower, will be smaller than numbers three and four. And you're already seeing a lot of that rhetoric show up um, when officials speak. So the $600 in federal unemployment benefits, very likely to be cut 
probably not cut all the way to zero, but cut nevertheless. And it could be means tested, meaning that it will only go to a smaller group of individuals, people who are thought to be particularly hard hit by the crisis. And that's also something that will happen with the next round of one-time stimulus checks. Um, It looks like there will be another round of stimulus checks, but again, they'll be aggressively means tested and only go to certain individuals that are thought to be particularly hard hit by the crisis. So they won't be going to as many people as was the case in the CARES Act. Um, You know, so I, I think that this fifth bill is still going to, is going to be smaller than you know numbers three and three and four, and that will create a fiscal cliff, um, especially with regards to consumers. Um, and so those are kind of the broader themes and trends. Um, and then again, in terms of just fundamentals on the market, you know, I continue to think that fundamentals are still pointing to a twenty nine hundred uh, on the S and P. Um, and so clearly, you know, we're overbought at these levels. We've been overbought for a while. Um, you know, you have this enormously impressive price action and super cap tech that are that are um, you know propping up the broader S&P but beneath the surface you have some ugly price action you know in particular as far as gauging the overall health of the US economy i think the BKX the bank stocks how they trade their price action is much more reflective of reality than an Amazon or a Tesla um, you know as as enormous as those companies are as impressive as the price action is you know, I think the banks really tell a better story as far as what's happening in the underlying economy. And the bank price action has been, um, you know, relatively dreadful. I did send around yesterday a bank preview piece. I have a link to it in um, in the Vital Dawn this morning. Banks will kick off earnings season next Tuesday morning. Um, obviously, a ton of um, you know investors are very very focused on that sector, just given the price action, given how crucial it is to the underlying economy. Um, and that is essentially it for today. Thank you for listening.